afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. I am so happy to be here. I hope that everybody had a great weekend. We do have a lot of sports to talk about. This is going to be a condensed show. I'm going to air high school game day that Thrift Barringer and I did at Campus Academy. Going to talk about the Georgia-Florida game. I don't think that Georgia had their biggest test yet. The Atlanta Falcons lose to the Tennessee Titans. And do we have a quarterback controversy brewing in the ATL? And the Atlanta Hawks get their first victory of the season, holding Dame to just six points. How is everybody doing out there? I am so glad that you're able to join me on this Monday. I am on vacation, but I'm still giving you shows because sports still goes on. There's a lot of sports to talk about. Let's start with high school football. Thrip Erringer and I were on the campus of Chambers Academy over the weekend. That was just an exciting game. We did high school game day at the Campus Academy. They had their fall festival. And we went up to Lafayette, Alabama. I always enjoy going to these small towns because it seems like the entire town will stop everything they're doing and attend the football game. It was a back-and-forth game. Chambers did go up 14 to nothing. They were able to defeat Glenwood 20-14. Glenwood falls to 9-1. Chambers goes to 9-1. Both teams are going to be fine. They are going to make a deep run in the AISA State playoffs. Glenwood, despite three turnovers, had a chance to win it at the end. They had... The ball at the 12-yard line, they were getting ready to punch it in to take a one-point lead. It was the most exciting finish that we've had so far this football season. It was incredible. Congratulations to the Chambers Academy Rebels getting the win, the upset win over the number one team in the AISA. And another game that I said on high school game day it was going to be a shootout. Northside defeats McIntosh 7-3. The defense steps up big time. Northside with four interceptions. And because of that win, Harris County wins their first region championship for the first time since 2014. And that game Friday night against McIntosh is not going to matter. It is just for pride as Harris County 8-1 on the season, having their best season in over a decade. Some of the other games, Troop County defeated Trinity Christian. LaGrange defeated Fayette County. Right now we have a three-way tie between Stars Mill, Troop County, and LaGrange. And Stars Mill will play Whitewater. If they lose to Whitewater, the winner of Troop County and LaGrange will win the region. This is what high school football is all about. You had Dothan beating Opelika 38-34. Opelika 
will fail to reach the playoffs. Auburn was able to beat Prattville. Central was on a bye. You had Russell County lose to Central of Clay. Smith Station lost to Percy Julian on Saturday. And then the high school matchups in and around Columbus. Bainbridge defeated Hardaway. Westover defeated Shaw. And Columbus loses on the road to Monroe. And Jordan loses on the road to Northeast. Kendrick loses on the road to Rutland. But with the upset win, Southwest over Ace Charter, the Spencer Green Wave are back-to-back region champions. With all these region champions, you got Spencer, Carver, Harris County. We're going to have a lot of home playoff games in the next coming weeks. Just a reminder that Georgia Alabama Sports Live will be calling Glenwood and Calvary Christian playoff games. So you might want to check that out. Next week, Rick Beach and Thrift Barringer are going to be at the county as McIntosh taking on Harris County. Myself and Michael Long Jr. will be back at TC Britton Field Panther Stadium as the Auburn Tigers will take on the Smith Station Panthers. We had an amazing college football weekend. We had upsets. Kansas might have ruined Oklahoma's chances at the college football playoff. Florida State looks solid. When the new college football rankings come out on Tuesday, I expect Florida State to be up there in the top four because of their strength of schedule. Not a whole lot of surprises. I mean, Georgia Tech beating North Carolina. They seem to have their number. USC struggled against Cal. But let's talk about that Georgia-Florida game because I watched this game. I'm always intrigued by Georgia-Florida because it is a rivalry. used to be a one-sided rivalry. But Georgia was coming into this game, winners of five of the last six against Florida. And Florida took the first possession. Graham Mertz looked unstoppable. Marched them all the way down and scored a touchdown. Florida takes the early 7-0 lead. This was the first time that Florida had a lead on Georgia. Since 2009. But Georgia was resilient. They were able to tie the score. Oscar Delp filled in just nicely for Brock Bowers. Using Ladd McConkey. he is going to be a first-round pick. And Dijon Edwards, he was, running, he was running up and down the field. I guess you could say the turning point in this game was when Florida had a gutsy call. Billy Napier went for it on fourth down, and Georgia just punched it in to make it 17-7. to Florida made a lot of mistakes in this game. They shot themselves in the foot with a fumble, the safety, and they just couldn't get anything going. Georgia had a big 36-7 to lead, and Georgia's looking good right now, 8-0. and but despite their number one ranking and 8-0, and they still play Missouri next week. That's the 330 CBS game. I think Ole Miss is going to be a challenge. And then Tennessee in Knoxville. Three very tough games. And if they're not careful, they could slip up in one of these games. But the big game I'm looking forward to next weekend 
Alabama and LSU. This could determine who wins the SEC West and is more than likely going to play Georgia in the SEC championship. Let's talk about the Auburn Tigers because they did get a big win against Mississippi State. I was impressed with Hugh Freeze letting Peyton Thorne just sling it around. Peyton Thorne actually looked pretty good in this game. 20 to 26, 230 yards and three touchdowns. Auburn gets the 27 to 13 win over Mississippi State. They are 4 and 4. This is the first SEC win for Hugh Freeze. Congratulations. And Auburn will take on Vanderbilt next week. I think that's going to be a win. I think Arkansas is going to be a win. They could go into the Iron Bowl with a 7 and 4 record. This is a successful season for Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers. Some of the other SEC games, Tennessee getting the big win over Kentucky 33 to 27, Ole Miss defeated Vanderbilt 33 to 7, and Texas A&M was able to beat South Carolina 30 to 17. Let's talk about the ACC because Georgia Tech had the biggest upset of the night. I know is in Bobby Dodd. I know that it wasn't even a sellout. Just 35,000 fans attended. Boy, that Georgia Tech fan base really bails on you quick. 46 to 42. Georgia Tech is 4 and 4. But the thing about this Georgia Tech team, they're 4 and 4 and they got two games that they should have won. Bowling Green and Boston College. I mean, are you kidding me? Can Georgia Tech make it to a bowl game? Well, they play Virginia next week. They host Syracuse at Bobby Dodd. I don't see them beating Clemson or Georgia. They have to beat Virginia and Syracuse in order to go 6-6 six and six and make it to a bowl game. But this Georgia Tech team is just up and down, up and down. I am a believer in what Brent Key is doing, and Haynes Keene has shown that he's a good quarterback. But let's be honest here. The Georgia Tech fan base does not have expectations to win seven, eight games every year. This is not the era of Paul Johnson and the triple option. Some of the other games, huge upset. Kansas beating Oklahoma 38-33. to Boy, that Penn State-Indiana game was a little bit too close for comfort. I thought Ohio State and Wisconsin was a very tight game going into the fourth quarter. You had Oregon State losing to Arizona. There's going to be a lot of things shaken up, especially with the new college football rankings that will come out on Tuesday. I'm very interested to see where everybody is and are they going to reward teams like Ohio State and Florida State for playing a tough schedule? Does Georgia and Michigan drop in the rankings? Because up to this point, they've had an easy schedule. All right, let's dive into the NFL real quick because the Atlanta Falcons, I think they pulled the plug on Desmond Ritter. He had that fumble, and a lot of Falcons fans just threw their hands up and said, you know what? I'm out. In comes Taylor Heineke, which I thought he did good, 
but it was too little too late. Taylor Heineke, he did have a touchdown, 12 of 21 for 175 yards. He had 8.3 yards per pass compared to Desmond Ritter's 5.9. Desmond Ritter was sacked five times. He did have that one fumble. He did not have an interception. They still need to utilize Bajon Robinson more. Only 11 carries. Give him the rock. That's what they got to do. But the story of this game, it was not the Falcons losing to the Titans. Yeah, it was in Nashville. It was Will Levis with four touchdown passes, including three to DeAndre Hopkins. Will Levis just won the quarterback position. I can't believe that he fell in the draft. I think the Tennessee Titans have their franchise quarterback. What do you think? I do believe it. All right, the Miami Dolphins welcome back Jalen Ramsey. He got a big interception. They beat the Patriots 31-17. to This was a crazy game in the Meadowlands. The New York Jets were able to beat the New York Giants 13-10 to in overtime. But the story in this game, Tyrod Taylor got hurt. So in comes Tommy DeVito, who only had minus one yard passing. So as a team, they only had seven yards passing. Saquon Barkley had 128 yards, but that was not the story. Seven yards passing in the entire game for the New York Giants. And is this not the story of the NFL? The New York Jets are 4-3. and three. How are they doing this without Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, looks great. I can't believe he had Achilles surgery and he was out there throwing. The Jets are four and three. This is an incredible story. And I think that Robert Sala should be in consideration for coach of the year. Looking at some of the other scores, the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 20 to 10. Yeah, the Panthers getting their first victory of the season. Bryce Young outdueling CJ Stroud 15 to 13. The Dallas Cowboys. Well, they are really looking good. Fresh off that bye, they get the 43-20 victory over the Rams. Cowboys are 5-2, and two, and now all of a sudden, that embarrassing loss on Sunday Night Football a couple of weeks ago doesn't look so bad because the Cowboys are still a great team. The Minnesota Vikings did beat the Packers 24-10. They go to 4-4, four and four, but it seems like their season is over. Kirk Cousins has a torn Achilles, and he will be out for the season. The New Orleans Saints beat the Colts 38-27. The Eagles, who were down in this game 24-17, it seems like the Eagles find a way to win. They beat the Washington Commanders 38-31. The Seattle Seahawks, they were down 20-17 in this game. Geno Smith gets the game-winning touchdown to Jackson Smith-Jigba. And the Seahawks are in first place in the NFC West because the 49ers drop three straight games. They lose to the Cincinnati Bengals 31-17. Brock Purdy throws two interceptions. And the Niners' defense looks lost. Joe Burrow just carved them up. And anytime the Niners get down, it is hard to come back from that. The way they play is they like to have the lead and run the football. They haven't been able to do what they want to do. But even after all this, 
I still think that Brock Purdy is more than a capable quarterback. He has got skills that other 49er quarterbacks have never had, including Jimmy Garoppolo. But good if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan. You're currently in first place for now. We'll just have to see when the 49ers play them on Thanksgiving. So that was the nationally televised CBS game. Jim Nance and Tony Romo did that game. They did not do the Kansas City Chiefs-Denver Broncos game, which the Broncos beat the Chiefs 24-9, beat the Chiefs for the first time since 2015. And no Taylor Swift sighting. I'm wondering it's maybe because it's not a nationally televised game. The Baltimore Ravens get the 31-24 victory over the Arizona Cardinals, and they are 6-2 along with the Dolphins and the Chiefs. I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. I think right now the Baltimore Ravens can get to the Super Bowl. That's what I think. And then as I'm doing this game, the Los Angeles Chargers, they are leading the Chicago Bears 30-13. to The Chargers looking to go 3-4. and The Bears just look lost without Justin Fields. All right, let's dive into the National Basketball Association. Congratulations to the Atlanta Hawks for getting their first victory of the season on the road against Milwaukee. Balanced scoring from Trey Young, 20 points. DeJounte Murray with 15. You had DeAndre Hunter with 15. All five starters in double figures, including Jalen Johnson. He really has been the surprise for the Atlanta Hawks this year. Clint Capella also had 12. Jalen Johnson with 14. Onyeka Kongru with 14. Sadiq Bey with 13. And Bogdan Boganovich with 17. He's my favorite to win sixth man of the year. But so far in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks, they lose their first game. Damian Lillard had 39 points his first night. Not so good his second game. Two of 12 with six points. He had six turnovers. Giannis was the only bright spot for the Bucs. He had 26 points. And this was a good win for the Hawks. The Hawks didn't want to start 0-3. After losing to the Knicks in their home opener, 126-120 to Friday night, the Hawks trying to get things going. They want to ride the ship. Quinn Snyder in his first full season, has something to prove. The Atlanta Hawks are trying to find more firepower after losing John Collins. So this was a statement win. I like the win against the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, Monday night, they will welcome the Ant-Man and the Minnesota Timberwolves to State Farm Arena. Anthony Edwards, one of my favorite players the former Georgia Bulldog and also movie star in the movie Hustle did a great job in that movie. I got to say, I can't believe that next week is the start of college basketball. And then we're going to have high school basketball. Don't forget that we do have high school media days on the campus of St. Ampicelli this Sunday. Oh, it's going to be great. All the schools in the Tri-City area will be addressing the media to include coaches and players 
and is going to be in the media room on the campus of St. Ampicelli starting at 2 o'clock. And Georgia Alabama Sports Live will be live streaming the event. We do have a busy weekend. We do have the Fountain City Classic at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium. Fort Valley State taking on Albany State. Hey, the Columbus River Dragons are 3-0 and on the season as they have swept the Baton Rouge Zadeco. Cody Wickline is the leading goal scorer with four goals. They will play the Zadeco three more times, and then they will get ready for their home opener at the Columbus Civic Center November the 17th against the Mississippi Seawolves. You don't want to miss it. Come on out to the Columbus Civic Center, get your tickets, or catch the game on 106.9 Really Rocks with Tom Callahan and watch the YouTube broadcast for the Columbus River Dragons. Well, that is all the time I have here on the show. Like I mentioned, this is going to be a condensed show. I will try to get a Georgia-Alabama sports live show tomorrow, but stay tuned for High School Game Day live at the Campus Academy with Thrift Barringer and myself, and I hope everybody has a great rest of your week. I am out of here. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Find. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan. 770-954-9941. Everyone, Thrift Behringer here, and it's another edition of High School Game Day. And we're live at a special location, especially for me, at the Campus Academy's Fall Festival they do every single year. And I'm a teacher here. Uh, I've enjoyed my five years being a teacher, broadcast teacher. Um, I'm a high school teacher this year, and it's been a lot of fun watching this school grow. And we got a special event for everyone out there in the community from right now until 7 p.m. And we're going to have on the director of the school to talk about what all it entails. But I can tell you it's vendors, it's got games, it's got food. You see my guy, Mr. Coots, on the grill. Me and him are tag teaming this bad boy. Hot dogs, hamburgers. It's going to be a whole lot of fun today. And we're going to do this high school game be live on location here at the Campus Academy. Richard, special edition of the high school game day. I got to tell you, Thrift, I was observing you. You are quite the grill master. And in the spirit of Halloween, I, first of all, happy Halloween. It's just great that, you know, seeing the kids with the costumes and just getting into the spirit of Halloween. We have got a great show. I'm excited as uh, we wind down the regular season. And uh, don't forget that after this show is over, uh, you and I are going to have a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> and I can't wait for it because I'm not a hot dog fan, so you're probably going to win that, Richard. <laughs> um, I'll take hamburgers over hot dogs any day of the week. All right, all so right. let's go ahead and start getting into... Uh, the needy greedy. Um, actually, you know what? Before we start getting into the picks and stuff, let's actually have on the guest that we're going to, special guest, uh, Natalie Vega, the director of the Campus Academy, who is going to be joining us here. And if you see me post all the time, 
about the Campus Academy. This is my boss, and she started the school back in 2019. So, Natalie, go ahead and tell our viewing audience a little bit about your story and the Campus Academy story. Well, the Campus Academy started in 2019, like Thrift just said, and um, we specialize in personalized instruction and building relationships with our students, so that's what kind of makes us different. So, Miss Vega, when did Fall Festival start? What, where did the idea come from to have Fall Festival? It started as an idea because we needed a fundraiser, you know, to raise funds for our PTO. And it started very small because we are, we are such a small school, but it has grown every year. And so now it's an event that brings in hundreds of families from the Chattahoochee Valley. All right, and let's talk about for those in the Chattahoochee Valley that want to come here, not just students, it's open for everyone in the community. How much does it cost to get in? And what are some of the things that when they pay that fee that they're going to be able to see and be able to do here at the Fall Festival? Well, it is only $5 to get in. It's $5 per child. Adults do not pay. But what that includes is all the activities. We have a bouncy house. We have a trunk of treat with about 20 cars. We have vendors. We have dozens of games candy all of that is included uh, we have a spooky house all of that is included in the entrance fee the only thing that's separate is the food well let's talk about the campus academy itself uh, your school has just incredible sports athletes we have the fall basketball league that's actually how i met thrift my daughter was cheerleading by the way you are the cheerleading coach for my daughter I, I am. Uh, just in case anybody is wondering uh, this is how my world and thrift's worlds have collided uh, but I appreciate what you've done, you know, teaching my daughter, like, the disciplines of being a cheerleader and everything. And, and then my youngest daughter, Morgan, also decided to join cheerleading. Uh, but your basketball team, the fall league, is great. But your, your school is in the gaps, right? Do you have any uh, organized teams where you play other schools? We have girls volleyball is what we've had. We had boys high school basketball for two seasons, and we've had girls volleyball for two seasons. Uh, so that's what we have right now is volleyball. And I was a coach for the basketball team. But we do have a fall basketball. We're not going to be fall basketball league, but we do have an elementary slash middle high school developmental basketball league that's going to be coming up here in the next few months. So make sure you follow them on the Campus Academy Facebook page, Instagram, and we also our website. So for those who are interested in getting a tour, learning about the school, everything you talked about earlier, how can they go about that process? Well, just go on our website. When you go on our website, which is just thecampusacademy.com, there is an inquiry form that you fill out. And once you fill that out, we will reach out to you and we'll schedule a tour. All right, last thing. we got a raffle going on, and there's a bunch of great prizes. Do you know some of them off the top of your head for those who want to get into the raffle? Yes, yeah, so we have different um, gift cards for Outback. We have Posh Nail Salon. We have Mary Kay. We have Burt's Butcher Shop. And um, our big items are we have a Auburn University golf package. It's valued at $300. And we have four tickets to the Botanical Gardens for their Halloween event and then four tickets for their general admission. Well, you see all the prizes. You hear about all the fun. It's going on now until 7 p.m. Cost is only $5, and this is the biggest fundraiser to help the Campus Academy continue to grow. Thank you so much, Director Thank Vega. Thank you. All right, that is Director Natalie Vega, and we are again live here at the Fall Festival. Behind us, Brendan Coots on the grill, and we're tag-teaming this bad boy. Um, but let's get into Georgia-Alabama Sports Live. I had a lot of fun on Tuesday. I was able to broadcast the number six flag football team in the country 
Pacelli, who took on the defending state runner-up Harris County. It came down to the wire. Incredible game. If you've never experienced flag football before, or girls flag football specifically, you need to go check it out here in the high school level. It is a growing sport, and we got a lot of great teams. Columbus High, Central, Pacelli, Harris County. These are some teams that maybe win a state championship. Absolutely. Pacelli won it all last year, and they're maybe win a national championship this year. Had a lot of fun doing that. We also had Mike Conti on. We did an NBA preview. And then yesterday, I was able to have Rex Castillo in the building as I did Incredible. the Sports Visions radio show, 4 to 6 p.m., 92.1 Smooth R&B. DJ is handling business in Jekyll Island. He's putting some things together. You know DJ, he's always working and grinding. And then he's covering the Florida-Georgia game. And I'll be covering Auburn-Mississippi State. So Sports Visions is going to be on the road at Florida, Georgia, Auburn, Mississippi State this week. We'll talk about that on Monday's show. But, Richard, let's go ahead and get into our high school picks. And first, let's start with yesterday and what happened. Spencer beat Central and beat him bad. The 43 game, to nothing. game was over at halftime. Exactly. But that's not the biggest news. The biggest news is Ace Charter got upset by Southwest. Huge upset. Who Spencer already blew out earlier in the year. And now Spencer, without even having to play Ace Charter, and they do have to play them next week, it doesn't matter who wins that game because guess what? Spencer Greenways are back-to-back region champs in 2A. Clop it up, another region champ. Now we have Carver, Pacelli, Central, Glenwood, and add in there now the Spencer Greenways. And we were there last week when they took care of business against Monroe. Actually, that was Carver that beat Monroe, but that was Spencer last week that upset Northeast on the road, the number two team in the state. But congratulations to Joseph Kegler and his program. Another big win for them. We called a couple of Spencer games this season on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. The Heritage Bowl, you and DJ Jones called. We called the Kendrick Spencer game. Congratulations to Coach Kegler. Back-to-back champions. And Gary Gaither, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the Tri-City area. It, he just continues to get better. He's a third-year starter. And Spencer is not finished. They want to get that number one seed. They're guaranteed two home playoff games. They've clinched. They will be hosting two home playoff games. But last year, they were upset by the number four seed, Barion, in the first round. And wow. Spencer, they want to try to at least get that win so we could see them in the second round. The goal, you know, they've reached their goal winning their region, but they, I think they can make a deep run in the playoffs. They won the region last year, lost in the first round of playoffs. They want more than that. Absolutely. Joseph Kegler says, now we, we've experienced the playoffs. We've experienced winning a region championship last year. Let's take it to the next level and make a deep playoff run. I think they can do that. Absolutely. After beating Northeast, making, again, the number two team in the state last week. On the road, why can't Spencer win it all this year? And they're, I think they're going to take care of business next week against Ace Charter. They'll be 8-2 and two and region champs back-to-back years. Congratulations, Spencer Greenways and Ace Charter. Then Harris County goes on the road and obliterates Drew 32 to nothing. Could have won 50 to nothing. And if McIntosh loses tonight to Northside, which I may predict that, and we'll do that in just a moment with yeah. our picks, Harris County will be in sole first place. But they have at least clinched a share of the region title. They're first since 2014. They're 8-1. They are the surprise of the darlings of the Chattahoochee Valley, they have come out of nowhere, and they have been on fire. Eight straight wins, another big one for Coach Watson's team. Look, it doesn't really matter what McIntosh does tonight against Northside. Harris County is going to beat McIntosh next week. They know that the region championship is in their sights. This is their best season. 
since the early 2010s when they had Taquan Marshall, Trey yeah. Crowder, those teams, and this Harris County team, they're going to be guaranteed two home playoff games. You talked on the show before yeah. that the sky's the limit. This is a sleeping giant, like you always say, because they have the physicality on both sides of the ball, mm. offensive line, defensive line, and just keep feeding the ball to Matei Yeomans. Coach Watson has a great program. D-Rock is their defensive coordinator. I mean, you know he was a baller playing for the Saints, and now he's coaching up that defense. I mean, they are just playing like their heads are on fire. I mean, you, you look at what they did, and, you know, when they had that winning streak in the beginning, a lot of people said, well, look at who they played. It's when they beat Sandy Creek. Me and Rick Huge. beat shocked about it. That's when people started saying, all right, maybe Harris County is for real. And then take care of business against Northgate. And they have been, and then Northside as well. They have dominated every team. They won by 20 points against Northside and Northgate. Sandy Creek, they were up by 20 at one point. Big win for them. And they're one win away or a one McIntosh loss away from being sole first place and number 16 to win another region championship. Congratulations to Harris County. All right, let's do our picks. First, we got Westover and Shaw. If Shaw beats Westover, they'll be the three seed and the, heading into 4A in their region, and that means better seeding means better opportunity to maybe get an upset in that first round. They do play Westover at home. Westover did upset Spencer earlier in the year. They did. But I'm going to say this about Johnny Gardner's team. As much as they have taken their licks this year against teams they should have lost to, like Northside, like Harris County, I think this Shaw team is going to get a big win. They're going to go to 500. We said 5-5, five 6-4 and five, six and four this year. They're right where we predicted them. I think they beat Westover. I think they'll get the number three seed. And now it's only looking upwards for Shaw. Throw that game against Marion County out the window. That was their first game under Coach Garner. This team is just continuing to improve. Right. I know that they're in a tough region with Bainbridge and Cairo. And we've seen that Westover's improved from last year. But Shaw has Nicholas Bates at quarterback. And they have just an outstanding team on both sides of the ball. Coach Garden is going to get them coached up. I think Shaw gets the win tonight at Kennett Stadium and locks in that number three seed. Well, what's your for you, Shaw? Quickly, the next two. Strong Rock, 7-2. and two. If they beat Brookstone, they may be the number two seed or tied with Stratford. Remember, the number one seed is already clinched up. Pacelli. By the way, Pacelli, their game against Heritage was forfeited. Pacelli now goes to 8-1 on the season, and they're one win away from going 9-1. They play at Westfield. That's going to be a tough game. Westfield's going to make the playoffs this year. Um, but Pacelli, uh, ever since losing to Glenwood, they've been clicking on all cylinders. You talk about Harris County and their winning streak. Pacelli is right up there with them, so they get the forfeit win over Heritage. Strong Rock, who lost to Pacelli, now plays at Brookstone. I think Brookstone handle Strong Rock. I think they win by two touchdowns or more. Rance Gillespie's done a good job with Brookstone, and a lot of Brookstone's losses are either public schools or schools that are outside the GIAA. Their only loss to a GIAA team is First Presbyterian earlier in the year. Brookstone, big win over Strong Rock, and they start moving up in the standings and maybe even get host a playoff game. I've got the Brookstone Cougars. Lane Cannon has been getting a lot of awards and accolades. They've been feeding them the rock. You have Chris Vickerson. He's just a shout out to world. Chris Vickerson. Shout Old out to world his mom, Keetra Justice. Incredible tight end, and I cannot wait to see him play at the next level. I think Brookstone will get the win, and they will get the number two seed going into the GIAA playoffs. All right, moving on. Carver and Daugherty. Daugherty's four and five. Carver six and three. Daugherty, by the way, has a excuse me. I think he coaches on Monroe. I, don't quote me on that, but I know 
one of the teens, Monroe Daugherty, the former coach, Corey Joyner, is on their staff. Um, but Carver Tigers taking on Daugherty. Carver, big win over Daugherty, go to 7-3. and three. They won five straight if they win this game. They've already got a region championship. Carver Tigers heading in hot. And another team in the, in the Chattahoochee Valley area that could make a deep playoff run. Region champs, Carver Tigers beat Daugherty on the road. And even though they've already clinched the region, this is a game on the road where Carver is just getting started. They want a tune-up game getting ready for the playoffs. I don't think it's going to be a letdown just because they already clinched. I think Carver goes in and gets the win big, and they go undefeated in their region. They beat every team in front of them, and Carver goes rolling into the playoffs. North side of McIntosh. This is my big upset. McIntosh is 6-2. and two. Carver's 5-4. and four. Carver almost upset Northgate on the road. They beat Drew at home. They lost to Northside at home. I think Northside with Caden Clay and this young team, who I think next year will be the favorite to win this league and win this region, Northside upsets McIntosh, and that means Harris County is sole first place region champs. Northside's going to be the three seed at 6-4, and four. and now we're looking at two teams in 5A that may make a couple deep playoff runs. I think this game's going to be a shootout. Expected in the high 30s and 40s. And McIntosh one of those Noonan teams like Northgate. Ex exactly. They like to put up points in bunches, but Northside is going to ball out. Caden Clay, he is good for three, four touchdown passes. Aaron Osborne, great wide receiver. You're going to have Kingston Rivers out in the, in the slot. I mean, he'll play some wide receiver. He'll run the ball. Jay Jackson. Right. I mean, they got some players that can just go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the McIntosh. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And Northside, which is a good team that should have beat Northgate, I think that Northside gets the win. And Harris <coughs> County right now becomes the biggest Northside fans right now. Exactly right. Next two we'll do quickly. Dothan Opelika, winner makes the playoffs. Shout out Van Riggs taking Opelika. Kendrick at Rutland. Rutland's 3-5, and five. Kendrick 2-6. and six. Both of them are not going to make the playoffs this year. But I think Kendrick, if they can win this one, they got Jordan next week. They could go to 4-6. and six. Wow. That's an improvement from 1-9 and nine last year. And then who knows, if they keep winning three games, improving three games each year, next year will be 7-3. and three. That's winning the region or being the tops in the region. Of course. Kendrick beats Rutland, go to 3-6. and six. I'm taking Opelika and Kendrick. Where are you, Richard, quickly? I'm taking Opelika and Kendrick as well. A big shout-out to Van Riggs. I've had him on my show. Okay, I had, on your podcast. I had Philip Jordan on my show. So we, I've seen both sides. This is a big This is a big game at Bulldog big Stadium. Game. Winner makes the playoffs. The, the loser of this game might miss out on the playoffs. Because wow. Auburn and Enterprise, they have to play Jag and Percy Julian. Auburn plays Smith Station next week. Right. So if Auburn and Enterprise win out, the loser of this game will have three losses with the tiebreaker. Well, we're hoping that Opelika and we're hoping that Kendrick are able to get wins. And now it's time for our game of the night. And I think it's the best game going on in this area. Central's all. Pacelli got a forfeit. Harris County played last night. Northside plays on the road. We're going to Chambers Academy. Richard, I'm looking forward to this because Coach Allen, the coach of Chambers, who used to be my coach at Glenwood. He was a head football coach there from 2010 to 2012. He made a state championship run. He's won a multiple state championships in basketball and football as the head coaches for those both those sports at Chambers. He's also the AD. Number one, Glenwood. Number four, Chambers. Glenwood 9-0. Chambers 8-1. Chambers' only loss was to Lee Scott by seven earlier in the year. I think that was the first game of the season for exactly. both teams. I'm going Glenwood. But it's going to be a lot closer than the experts think, like Lee Corso likes to say. I think Glenwood, 
just has too much talent. They're too deep. They've got 60 players on their team, and they're going to wear down Chambers. It'll be close in the first half. Second half where Glenwood will take over. They end up winning by two touchdowns, and Glenwood goes in undefeated and looking like the prime team to bring home a state championship in the AISA. Chambers will lose this game, but here's the thing. They're 1A, so they won't have to face Glenwood in the playoffs. They'll be the favorite to win in 1A of the AISA, so both these teams could come home with state championships. Great game that we're broadcasting. I think it's too much Dallas Crow, too much of that offense, and Lamont Burton and that defense slows down Chambers. Close game. They end up winning by 14. I think this is going to be a great game tonight. You have the key players on both sides. Glenwood, you have Dallas Crow, Carter Judah. You have Mason McCrane. I mean, you have just Camden White playing both sides of the ball. Right. For Chambers, you have a running back, a familiar name that I remember from last year, Braxton Yurta. He is going to get the multiple carries. And if they continue just to eat up clock and to run the football with Braxton Yurta, well, Glenwood's defense, they're going to do everything they can to stop the run. I expect Lamont Burton to be in on double-digit tackles tonight. Amen. This is going to be just an exciting game. And you're going Glenwood as well. I'm going, Yeah, I'm going Glenwood. Yeah, I didn't even say my pick. Glenwood. But, but in our rankings, because remember, we add Central, Auburn, Northside, Carver, Spencer, and our rankings that we dropped already this week, Glenwood's number one, Chambers is number 10. But the AISA rankings, Glenwood's number one, Chambers is number four. Well, Richard, thank you so much for coming out here. Fall Festival, if you got nothing going on around them, bring out the kids for some family fun here at the Campus Academy. Tonight, 8 p.m., number one, Glenwood, number four, Chambers, Georgia, Alabama Sports Live, Facebook page and YouTube channel. We hope to see you tonight. We'll see you later. Stay classy. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m., Monday through Friday, this is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.